You're right in D.C. with Gail Trotter. This is Gail Trotter. You're listening to Right in D.C. Today, we are speaking with the ambassador of the country of Latvia. Ambassador Take Minus uh, is speaking with us today, and we're so delighted to have you here speaking with us. Well, I'm delighted as well. And actually, we're out of the studio today, and we are in the Embassy of Latvia, which is overlooking Sheridan Circle on Embassy Row, where many of the embassies of all the different countries are located. And your office is at the very top of the building, and you have a wonderful balcony that you could stand out and address the American people from. Is that correct? <laughs> well, uh, I, I could if I would be interested, but I, I haven't had an opportunity to address American <laughs> people. I think there are no, well, there are no people missing who are ready, willing, and able to address American people. I think ambassadors are, are very shy, uh, so I'm, I'm better looking at, at others. Right, right, right. Well, I have this opportunity here. So you could have it at any given moment, if, if you're <laughs> exactly, so inclined. Yes. If you're so inclined. I, I won't... Uh, miss miss my opportunity. So I have never been to Latvia, or I should say I have not yet been to Latvia. That's better. But I grew up uh, during the Cold War, and certainly Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia were constantly in the news as part of the countries that were um, unfortunately under control of the Soviet Union. And they did not have the type of freedoms that you now currently enjoy. And I'm curious, where were you when the fall of the Berlin Wall happened and the change came to your country after the fall of the Soviet Union? Probably would be difficult to um, remember now exactly where I was. I was in Latvia most probably uh, when when Berlin Wall fall fall down. But uh, I should say the changes had happened in Latvia already a year before before Berlin Wall came down, and uh, late 80s, in 87, well, 86, 87, 88, 88, the popular movement started in Latvia. We, we stood for, uh, at that time, maybe not being able to pronounce independence. It was a forbidden word. It was a forbidden word. Absolutely. And, uh, well, we spoke about more sovereignty, uh, but, of course, everybody had a background idea we should move towards independence, back to independence, because that's what we had. That's what in every Latvian family, grandparents and parents have told to the children about the time before uh, Soviet occupation. And, and we knew that our country has lived differently and we wanted to, to come back to it in the late 80s. It was some kind of while that people made crucial decisions. Uh, They were on the edge. Either now or never. Well, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? So, well, of course, I was, uh, at that time, I was part of such movement. And uh, And what was the name of the movement? It was Popular Front. Popular Front. Well, it was a big change for me. It was a big change for many, many people in Latvia. And there was a very famous historic event where they had the Baltic Way chain on August 23rd, 1989, which apparently was the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact. 
And two million people from the three Baltic states, Latvia, Estonia, and Lithuania, held hands over 419 miles. Do you remember this occurrence? I remember remember quite well this day, and it was really an unforgettable moment for for all all the Latvia, for all the three Baltic states. It was the first time that human change uh, has connected three Baltic capitals and without interruption, and afterwards there were quite a number of attempts to repeat such chain, but but this was the very first one. I should confess, I was not in Latvia at that time. I was uh, at that very day in Paris taking part in uh, some kind of gathering of of political active use, and we had a demonstration at the Statue of Liberty in Paris, uh, it was representatives of Eastern Europe, of Vietnam, of Cambodia, of all, all the nations, captive nations who gathered together at that very day. And we spoke about liberty, about independence, about against totalitarianism. Well, that was my day. Did you see when you were... But all my family were there in, in, in Latvia at that time. So you were there in spirit, certainly, and, and having <laughs> your own demonstration. So do, do Latvians like you and the people who were involved in this movement, do they see this, the idea of independence and freedom, as particularly a Latvian concept? Or is it something that they saw abroad, perhaps in America or other countries, and they wanted that for themselves? Was it a, a recapitulation of something that they had had before and craved again? Or was it something that they saw abroad and wanted to imitate? Well, it was not a new concept, and uh, I, I have I have seen uh, in a number of media uh, currently also uh, that well, Baltic states are sometimes considered as newly independent states, but we are not. Well, we wanted to uh, uh, in end of eighties we wanted to be back in Europe, and we wanted to bring back Europe to Latvia, and that was really the main incentive and and uh, main driving force. Because we knew that well before the war, before 1940, Latvia was a at that time rather wealthy country, much wealthier than than many many neighbors in in in, in Europe. Uh, well, wealthier than Finland, wealthier than Austria. We we were well developed country with. Well-developed agriculture, with with manufacturing, with well-developed industry. Uh, While well, we pr- produced at the time many innovative uh, things, like like this very tiny spy camera, Minox. A spy but, camera. Yes, well, ah. a very tiny <laughs> camera used right. by spies, which was produced in Latvia and Riga. Well, uh, and, and we wanted to be back there. We wanted to do, to decide ourselves about our destiny. It was not, not a new concept because we have each and every Latvian family has grown up with uh, stories about First Republic, about the time of uh, independence. And that was really the major idea uh, that was pushing us. And uh, it was a time, a crucial time, a crucial moment in, in the history of Latvia and the history of many people. Uh, once in a lifetime, probably you can do it. And uh, we, we grasp this opportunity and use it. And you're coming up on your 100th year celebration of Yes, in 2018, we will celebrate 100 years since uh, proclamation of Latvian independence. It was proclaimed just after the First World War. 
in November 18, 1918. Uh, it took uh, some time to uh, get a recognition of the euro as a state, as a subject of international relations, international law. And that's what we got uh, in, in 1921. Uh, but, uh, well, this is a national day, always celebrated, celebrated in the families, even at that time, at the time of Soviet occupation, when it was forbidden, you could easily land into a prison about celebrating you were celebrating. Wow. That's right. Well, that was a time. Terrifying. And what is the culture of Latvia like? What is, what is a particular aspect of Latvian culture that you really love, that you would not be you without this aspect Probably of Latvian singing. culture? Probably singing. The singing. The singing. Well, uh, we, we have an old tradition uh, since 1873 where each Five years, we are having song and dance festival where ten, tens and thousands of people are gathering on one stage and singing, singing in one choir and, and dancing. And while we, we have our folk songs, they are collected over a million. Practically each Latvian has its own separate folk song. That's our historical heritage well, actually, it's it's uh, even registered in UNESCO register. Oh. Um, this collection of, of folk song, this uh, tradition of song festivals, and probably that was also a driving force because, well, well, Latvians are really we are two million only, but it was quite easy to bring for one demonstration late eighties something like five hundred thousand. Wow, out of two and, million people, yes, so and, a quarter we of the population singing together. We, well, we are calling still that was a singing revolution. Oh, so it was a, a time revolution. of singing revolution. That's great. Well, this is Gail Trotter. You've been listening to Right in D.C. We're speaking with the Latvian ambassador, Take Manis, and we'll be right back. I'd like to thank the Gun Owners of America for working to preserve a woman's right to choose to defend herself. You can learn more about them at gunowners.org. Welcome back to Right in D.C. with Gail Trotter. This is Gail Trotter, host of Right in D.C. We're continuing our conversation with Latvian Ambassador Take Manis. Mr. Ambassador, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Oh, I'm most, mostly pleased to do it and, and happy to meet you. I just am just riveted by that idea of the singing revolution. It reminds me of so many amazing images we have of peaceful protests against totalitarian dictatorships across the world. You think of the uh, Tiananmen Square demonstration in China, where there were student demonstrators who were standing in front of tanks, and the idea of having 500,000 people out of a population of two million come together and sing in order to band together in support of independence is just su such an amazing thing. What an amazing people you have. I hope everybody has an opportunity to go visit Latvia. Uh, so as we turn a little bit, you are sharing with us that you are new to this post. You have been an ambassador to other countries before. Is that correct? That's right. But this is a relatively recent posting to the United States. 
That's right. I'm only half a year uh, since I have arrived here uh, in, in D.C. My previous postings have been uh, mostly connected and uh, placed in Europe. So I have been ambassador uh, in Council of Europe in, in Strasbourg. I've been ambassador in Germany, in, in Bonn and Berlin. Wunderbar. Uh, wunderbar. <laughs> uh, I've been ambassador in Moscow. I've been ambassador in London. So from London, I came here. So you have very much experience with the job of an ambassador. And you've been here for the last few months of President Obama's presidency. And you're here at the very beginning of what many Americans see as a very different sort of presidency. And not to ask you your opinion of the current administration, but I'm curious, as an ambassador, what do you see the core interests of Latvia are that you want to communicate to America? What, what are the concerns that Latvia has that America as a country can work in conjunction with Latvia to achieve? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, priority uh, of my uh, job here is security policy. And this is a policy of not only policy worked out between Latvia and uh, America, but, but also or mostly uh, in NATO. And Latvia and, and America are members of NATO. And this is an organization that's really the most successful and, and strong military organization in Europe. And that's what has secured uh, a long decades peace in, in Europe. So uh, security policy, of course, is uh, probably number one of priorities, uh, particularly in a time when, when we see that after several decades of peace, cooperation, diplomatic efforts and diplomatic successes, we see that there are countries that have challenged this rules, internationally rules-based approach rules based order and and we see that we still have to care about uh, our defense uh, as NATO members and well I'm happy that the last NATO summit in, in Wales in Cardiff and, and in Warsaw in Poland has confirmed strong commitment of NATO and all the member states to secure uh, peace in Europe to respond to any kind of uh, challenges and to care about uh, their defense. So that's what Latvia is doing, and, and we are uh, substantially uh, increasing our defense, defensive expenditures right. this and, year. And this uh, it looked like 8,000 new people had signed up for the National Guard. That's the National right, and this number is growing. Uh, well, we, we, we have abolished the compulsory uh, conscription. Uh, the draft. To mili yeah, draft to military uh, services. We have professional army, and, and we have National God uh, and well, this we are not planning to come back to to, to uh, conscription, but uh, it, it works pretty well. At the same time, we should care about our defense very seriously, and that's a good reason why some two years ago, Latvian Parliament has decided to increase the military expenditures up to two percent, and we this year we we do have a one point seven percent of GDP spending to to defense, and, and next year definitely we will have 2% because this is a, a priority that is not contested. Uh, that's an all-partisan support of Latvian parliament. There are no opposition to it. So, well, next year we'll have 2% and then we'll see how, how we can raise, raise more uh, our uh, capabilities and, and 
defense spending, but that's that, rem- that remains for Latin government and, and, and Parliament for next year. But certainly, we we know that if we won't be serious about our own defense, who will care about us? Right, and and it seems like you're also saying to Americans that we have reaped the peace dividend of the end of the Cold War, but we can't coast on our prior success. That this is something that requires in- increased commitment and sustained attention. Uh, very much so, and and that's a reason why why we have also participated in in different missions, peacekeeping missions, in uh, oh. combating terrorism. We we were uh, together with uh, Americans in in Afghanistan. We were together in, Thank in, in you. Iraq. Well, we have sacrificed uh, yes. several lives, uh, Latvians, uh, during these operations. We are now in in Mali. We are also. Uh, in uh, in uh, Iraq, so in uh, the global coalition against ISIS, mm. and certainly we are ready to continue our our commitment to combating international terrorism. Uh, uh, and we know that well, we we should not care only about us. Uh, if we want to be good partners, and and if we want to expect something from our partners, then then we should be cooperative, and and we should engage. Uh, and and we have uh, elaborated really. It, it is some kind of iron clad bond with with Americans. When when you are fighting shoulder to shoulder with with American boys, and and you are at the same risk and sharing the same risks. Well, one of my first visits here when I came uh, came to U.S. I visited Michigan, and and uh, Michigan uh, Michigan National Guard has a particular relationship to to Latvia and, oh. and cooperation with Latvian National Guard. Uh, next year, we will mark 25 years since wow. that friendship. And when I visited Hall of Fame of Mich- Michigan National Guard, where the photos of, of fallen uh, soldiers were uh, hanging at the wall, I was proud to see also Latvian boys oh. at the same wall who had oh. fallen together. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a link that we, you, you can't erase. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And we're talking about engaging with Americans and other countries to fight against terrorism in these hot spots around the country. Also, there's something closer to home to Latvia. Certainly, uh, Russia Russia has staked out a lot of uh, aggressive positions, and with its incursion into Crimea, I'm sure that must make many Latvians worried that Russia is trying to reassert itself in ways that are very detrimental to Russia's neighbors. Is that something that the Latvian people are thinking about or are concerned about? Well, of course, like like all the Europeans, we are concerned. It was some kind of wake-up call for many, although probably Latvians are more realists. So they thought uh, and, and so all along. We, we, we haven't had any major illusions. Uh, although, well, on one hand, as a neighboring country, certainly we are very much interested, even, even more interested to keep good neighborly relations to Russia, to cooperate uh, and make common uh, economics, make common business projects. Uh, have cultural exchange, and that's absolutely normal. That's what we definitely are wishing. 
Uh, at the same time, we should be realists and assess what Russia is doing. And, and this annexation of Crimea, that was a real wake-up call that the time of peaceful cooperation is over and, and we should uh, address uh, seriously this issue and, and we should respond. Uh, I think uh, European nations have responded uh, adequately uh, and uh, well, Russia should understand that Russia should come back to rules-based approach, rules-based relationship within Europe and, and particularly when, when it, it matters Ukraine. Uh, and, and that's a reason why uh, while the sanctions were imposed because certainly uh, economic sanctions, well, it's not good, not good type of relationship, but certainly it's better than a war. So uh, we are uh, a part of EU response. We are part of NATO response. Uh, we have our own experience, not always very good, but that also has taught us what's the right approach. President Trump and his administration have signaled publicly that they're going to increase U.S. defense spending. Do you think that will be helpful to Latvia to have the United States focus more on defense, or is it, it not really, it doesn't really affect Latvia one way or the other? Well, I think it, it will concern Latvia. Uh, we already have U.S. troops uh, in, in Latvia and they're permanently rotating and, and having military exercises. Uh, America has started this new initiative uh, called ERI or EDI, European Reassurance Initiative uh, or, or Deterrence Initiative. And within the framework of this, this initiative, uh, American troops are located in, in Baltic states, in Poland, uh, in, in other countries. And that gives an, an additional reassurance to this, I would call it some kind of long-term insurance policy uh, of NATO, American presence, of course, is giving an additional value of NATO presence. We are hosting, uh, starting from this year, a Canadian-led uh, multinational NATO battalion, uh, not only Canadians, but also uh, other nations are being part of this battalion. Uh, Estonians are hosting a British-led battalion. Lithuanians are hosting a German-led battalion. So this is a NATO response that is, is securing the, the region uh, as the rest of NATO territory. And, and we should be very clear. Well, Baltic states are, first of all, they are defendable. We are ready to defend our country and to anybody, well, hothead who, who will challenge and attempt to, to uh, breach our border, we are ready to fight. But well, it's, it's not about fighting, I think. It's, it's more about deterrence. Yes. And NATO, the goal of NATO is to deter anybody from challenging NATO borders. And here there is no difference, either it's Latvian or Estonian border or Portuguese border. All the NATO borders, all the NATO territory are enjoying the same kind of security. And that, that really matters. And that gives uh, also to uh, Latvians a sense of long-term security for the future. That's extremely important to develop long-term business projects, uh, well, plan. Well, each family can more easily plan their future, having in mind that their country will be secure and safe. 
Ambassador, this is my final question, which I hope will be a fun question. Uh, you've been in the United States for six months. What is something that you would like to do in the U.S. before your term here is over? Is there any particular place that you'd like to visit or any particular event that you would like to participate in so that you really get a sense of, you know, taking advantage of your time here? Well, uh, my experience in, in different countries has taught me a very simple truth. If you want to know country, if you want to know people, go out of capital. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and it, I, it, it's right. And I, I want to learn more about American people. Well, in, in Seattle, in, in Tennessee, in, in Florida or California or wh wherever they live, because that's a way how to learn country, how to learn people, and how to understand them. And that's why my uh, good intention to uh, visit American, different spots in America. And uh, probably I should mention also, I will be very happy to arrange some events of celebration of 100 years of my country. Yes. And the best way to celebrate such a big, big event is to celebrate it with a friends. Yes. So I hope I, I will be uh, able and, and uh, have an opportunity to celebrate this uh, centenary together with, with our American friends. That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Ambassador, for speaking with us today. This is Gail Trotter, and you've been listening to Right in D.C. This is Gail Trotter, host of Right in D.C., Music provided by local band Trio Caliente. Visit their website at triocaliente.com or sample their music on iTunes. You can like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and hear me every week on iTunes. This is Gail Trotter, right in D.C.